morning, everyone. Welcome to Kakako Christian Fellowship. Maybe you're here as a guest and uh, this is your first time joining us. Well, thank you for being here. Today is Super Sunday. Woohoo! All right. Um, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, so we're the, yep, yep. We're the reigning Super Bowl champs, and I think I have about four or five more hours to enjoy it. Just soak it in. I remember last year. Oh, that was great. So, John, you're welcome. Nick Foles is not playing against you this year. So that's uh, going to be a good thing for you guys as a Patriots fan. But uh, anyway, today's going to be an awesome day. Wherever you're at at Super Bowl party or wherever you're hanging with, bless them. You know, just, just let, let your light shine before them. Just share Jesus with them by, in the way you interact with them. Before you go to your Super Bowl party, would you pray for them? That God would bring them to, to know Jesus. That you would help to be salt and light in their lives. That you would not just go there for a party, but you would be able to go there for an eternal purpose. Does that sound good? Does that make the Super Bowl even better? See, these, these times where we get to mix in with friends, families, and whoever you're watching the Super Bowl with are so awesome. So take advantage of it, okay? That's going to be awesome. So anyway, a few announcements. We wanted to uh, let you know that you know, we're in week two, starting week two, for our Daring Faith campaign. And we'd love for you to purchase a book. If you haven't purchased a book, they're $10 outside. You can do so after service. And uh, if you have not yet signed up for a group, there's 10 groups. And so they meet on all kinds of days, all kinds of places. And we'd love for you to be a part of this Daring Faith campaign. And uh, please go ahead and sign up. We started our week one. Wasn't that awesome, our small group? That was really a fun night. Um, we had the Kawaguchis leading our group. They, they rocked it. It was so good praying for each other and praying for each other throughout the week too. So be in community. Be in this small group series, okay? Daring faith. And then finally, wanted to give you an update on the, on the uh, church plant. So I heard some people are planning a church from Kakako Christian Fellowship. My wife and I, Vanessa and I, were so excited. Um, and we wanted to make sure that we communicated properly with you. Uh, what's going on? So about once a month, we're going to come up and uh, I'm going to give a little bit of an update. Can I have Miley, uh, our oldest daughter, come on up here? Where is she? Yay, Miley, come on up. Slowly but surely, come on. All right. I won't embarrass you too much. Okay. Well, you know, we're headed out on this journey and we wanted to let you know just a few of the things that you might be able to pray for us and a few basic points of information. So um, God has called us to plant this church. We're excited about it. What are we doing right now? We're praying. We're laying the foundation in prayer. And we have a little bit of time. Uh, and we're you know, looking out in September as a launch date. So right now what we're doing is praying. And uh, we're building a launch team as well. So families, um, individuals, whoever's called by God to come on board and plant this church to reach each Honolulu. We're looking at Diamond Head to Hawaii Kai as our target area. And uh, we have, um, you know, just a word from the Lord. God has given us a word, and we're obeying Him, and we're going to go and reach the lost there to the glory of God. And so, uh, if you have any questions, we'd love for you to come up and talk to Vanessa, Miley, myself, Sky, Cruz, but... Miley, would you be able to share maybe a few things that we can pray for? Oh, maybe we need the uh, microphone. Do we have the microphone up there, right there? Awesome. Cool. Why don't you go ahead? Here. 
yeah. Just a few things. What can we pray for? Maybe for our... The Holy Spirit to give us all unity, wisdom, and direction. Good. Jesus' heart to reach those who are lost with the gospel. Um, for our family to remain in him. To be able to open the hearts of friends, families, and others that come and meet Jesus. For resources to get started and a location in East Honolulu to meet for service. All right. Good job, Maya. You can hold on to that. You can read that list pretty good. All right. So we are excited today, um, you know, just as, as the Lord leads us step by step. And uh, we're excited because God has been a blessing and given us this word. But I know he's going to be a blessing to our church right here, Kakako Christian Fellowship. God is doing something good. And our sending church, our, this Kakako Christian Fellowship family is going to be blessed through it. Let's go ahead and pray for that. Will you bow your heads? Lord, we just say thank you in advance, God, that you're so good that you can do anything, Lord. And we're asking, God, for a multiplication right now. A multiplication, God, of just vision, of continued perseverance, Lord, of blessing, of a heart to reach the lost for Jesus. And, Lord, that you would go ahead and bless our church, Kakako Christian Fellowship, Lord, as we send out. And Lord, that's a sacrifice. That's something that uh, we are laying on the altar before you and we're asking God that you would go ahead and take it and bless it and use it to reach the nations with the good news of Jesus because of who you are and what you've done and what you've called us to do. And so Lord, we just say thank you in advance, Lord. We know that you're going to be blessing us, Lord, as we're a blessing to the nations. And Lord, we just say thank you, God, that you would go ahead, give us a church as a church, Lord, your word Speak to us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. amen. All right. Thank you, Miley. Thank you, church. Woo! Okay. So, uh, you know, we're, we're in week two of our campaign here on Daring Faith, and God is really blessed uh, last week. You know, last week, Pastor Mark, wasn't that an awesome sermon? That's Pastor Mark. Wasn't it, Pastor Mark? That was an awesome sermon. Yeah. Who can tell me what he preached on? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. What was it about? Ah. <laughs> we know it was awesome. <laughs> Sometimes I can't remember what I preached on after I preached on it. What did you preach on today, Pastor Max? Oh. But it's like eating. Every day you got to eat. You might not remember what you ate last week, but did you eat? Yes. And you were fed. So, you know, having eyes of faith. That's what Pastor Mark, oh, remember the light bulb's going, oh, yes, versus eyes of fear, good. Yeah, we want to have eyes of faith. We want to be people, be people who have a daring faith. Take a look at the bulletin cover. What do you see? Somebody taking off on, how big is that wave, Daniel? Big. big. That's the kind Daniel rides out in Waimea. And uh, we're, we're looking at men who ride mountains out there at uh, Eddie right, in Waimea Bay, and we're looking at people who are taking off on these like 20 to 40 foot waves, it's amazing, and you know, these guys have a, a daring faith to go out there, just an adventurous spirit, nothing's going to stop them, they're just going to do whatever it takes and get out there, 
Sometimes they wipe out. I hope this guy lived right here. That was amazing. Look at that. Think about that. Awesome. Having a daring faith. And I'm hoping that as we move on in this sermon series, Daring Faith, that we would be people who have eyes of faith. This past week, were you somebody who was stepping out a little bit, looking at situations, not with eyes of fear? Oh, it can't be done. No way it can happen. Or God can do it. God can do the impossible. Are you somebody who's being willing to look at every situation, no matter what happens, no matter what's going on, how bad it gets with eyes of faith? You know, by the time we're finishing up this sermon series, we're praying God's going to do the miraculous, do the impossible in us. I'm praying for that for myself. You know, with the church plant, that's just one thing. We're asking God, move, do the impossible. We've never done this before. Move, help us. Let us be used by you. You know, we're not sure what to do. Step by step, he's showing us. Eyes of faith, not eyes of fear. So, how many of you want to see miracles in your life? Raise your hand. Okay, if you don't, that's pretty sad. Okay? Let's raise our hands again. How many of you want to see miracles? All right. Why? Do you want to just see miracles just to see them? No, you want to see miracles. Why? Because you know that you need a miracle. You need a miracle in your life for a certain situation. Think about what that situation is right now. Where in your life do you need God to show up? You cannot do it. But God can. Where is that area? I have a lot of different areas I need a miracle in. You know, Mark chapter 11, verse 22 Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Wow. Look at a mountain. Throw yourself into the sea. If you don't doubt, it's going to happen. Verse 24, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. You know, faith, as we're talking about having a daring faith, is the key that unlocks miracles in our lives. You've got to believe it when you pray it. Do you believe it when you say it and when you pray it? Believe it. A daring faith looks like someone who just says, I don't know how it's going to happen, but as I'm looking at this mountain, it's going to move into the sea. Mountain, go, move. You know, we've all experienced miracles probably to some degree. Some are smaller than others. Some you can't really, you're wondering, is it a miracle? You know, I believe your salvation is a true miracle. If you know the Lord, if you can say, yes, Jesus is Lord, he died for me and I know him personally, that's a miracle. Look how many people are out there. You're traveling the narrow road. God has called you. He's chosen you. Look how many other people. Your faith is a miracle. Right? There's other kind of cool miracles. I know I've shared, shared this before in service, but I was at the DMV. Now, I can't stand going to the DMV. Okay, Me and the DMV are like oil and water. We just don't mix. Every time I go there, there's a problem. We, 2010. Okay, we'll hold off on that for a sec. We'll hold off. Don't look at that information. Don't take that down. That's... Go back to the next other slide. Just keep laughing at my picture, I think. That's why. Concentrate on the story. So we, 
I go in there. It's 2010. And I needed a, my license renewed. It was expiring, and I, I needed to rent a car on the Big Island the next day. I was going on vacation, and I had three small kids at the time, right? And so this is 2019. Miley was nine years younger than she was. Cruz was still in that, that little, that heavy thing that you carry around. And I had all of them. Vanessa was doing something else. And I needed to get my license renewed, so I go into the uh, Pearl City. What is that mall down there? Pearl Ridge. Thank you. So I go into Pearl Ridge DMV. I've never been there before. Find out. That's the one I'm going to go to. I go in there. The line is, it's a Saturday or something. It's long. Oh, no. I had all the kids, right? And so I finally get to the front of the line. It takes a long time. I get there, and the lady, she says, okay, you know, I test this and that. And she has me, you know, look into that thing. And I put my eyes, and she says, read line five. And I looked at line five, and the whole thing was just blurry. I could not believe she's saying that. I thought she was joking. So I said, ha, ha, like line five. Like, tell me the real line to read, right? She's like, read line five, sir. So I look. Oh, no. I'm just guessing, you know. X, two, six. I don't know if it's numbers or letters. Five. She's like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, okay, let me try again. Seven. One. E, E, is that E? No, no, no. She starts stapling papers together, and she's like, has a look on her face. She's like, obviously, you're just guessing, sir. She says, you got to go to your eye doctor. Get this. I said, no, no, wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. I, I need this license today. I said, I need it. She's looking at me like, who are you? I'm like, I got to go to the big island tomorrow. I need to rent the car, so I need my license, this and that. And she's like, that look on her face. And I said, give me one more chance, okay? I step back. I put my arms out in the sky. There's no fabrication to this, okay? This is exactly what I did. Step back put my hands to the sky, and in front of everybody there, my three kids are there, everybody behind me, I put my hands up and I say, dear God, I need to see. Please help me to see. I need to pass and get this license in Jesus' name. Like, no shame. I just needed a miracle. I was like, that. I dared to say it in front of everybody, and I go back, and I look, and it's still blurry. <laughs> and I'm like taking my time now. Like, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to suck it all up. And the thing is getting all blurry, like foggy, because I'm sweating. Uh, so much heat from my face. <laughs> and then right there, everything goes clear. And I said, I can see. I can see. I can see. Could you imagine if you were in there looking at this weirdo? Who is this guy? And I, I can see, and I read the whole thing perfectly. And she looks at me like with that face, and she starts unstapling the papers. And I was like, that was a miracle. And she's looking at me just with that face. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I'm looking at my kids. That was a miracle. Did you see that? That was a miracle. That was a miracle, kids. And then I tell her, oh, I should have brought my glasses, yeah? <laughs> oh, you should have seen her face. 
She was so mad. You wear glasses? I just keep moving. Keep moving, keep moving. I get down there. And she tells me, well, you know, I'll do, do the address and everything. Filling out the thing. I filled out. Okay, now you can put it back up. I didn't even write my correct address on there. I was all nervous. You look at my face. I, I was just like, big smile. Cage. There we go. You know, like, I'm just amazed. That was a true miracle. Okay. Went to the big island, rented the car and everything. So I just like telling that story. That's just, that's just a fun one to see. You know, I really believe that was a true miracle of God. Okay. What was that? It did. So there's a whole other story. When I went back, went back to the DMV, I told you we're like oil and water. I don't even know how that story can apply to something, but we'll find a way to share it. Okay, it is crazy, the second one. Okay, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. Being confident, okay, you're hoping for something. And assurance of what we do not see. Being sure of what you do not see. Are you sure of it before it happens? Wow, that's faith. Share another story. My son, he's a 10 years old now. You know, I like to take him for uh, Dave and Buster's. That's our thing. That's we do a daddy-son time. We go to Dave and Buster's and we hang out and play games. And he loves it. But the coolest thing about going to Dave and Buster's with Cruz is that he's so good at that mechanical arm thing. This guy is an expert, you know? I don't know what kind of spiritual gift that is, but he has it. And he's like, every single time we go anywhere with the mechanical arm, he gets something. Our girls never got anything, ever. But Cruz, he can get stuff. So much so, to the point, when we went, don't show the picture yet, Cruz, he tells me, he looks inside the thing. He goes, Dad, what do you want? <laughs> and I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm like, hmm, what do I want? <laughs> ah, that watch. That's a cool watch. That white one right there. You know, it's like a generic, but it still looks cool, you know. Yeah, that, that one. Okay, Dad. <laughs> Drops the watch. I'm like, this kid. He's awesome. You can show the picture now. So I, I took a picture. I think we got it. Boom. This guy, he's got basketball stuffed animals, Oreo cookie sandwiches, everything. If you want something, just let Cruz know. We can go to the Dave and Buster's and he can get it for you. So I'm just like, this kid is so sure of it. You know, it's like he has faith. It may not be a miracle, but I'm, he's showing some degree of faith, right? I'm like, yeah, and that's how we got to be. We got to be people who have faith. The big question for us is, how do we see miracles in our lives? How do you prepare your life or get ready for a life of miracles? Let's go ahead. You can turn uh, in your Bibles to the book of Mark. And uh, we're going to go ahead and look at this most amazing miracle. Mark chapter 6. Verse 30. How do you prepare your life for a life of miracles? Number one, dare to let God stretch your faith. You can, sign, you can write this in your bulletin notes. Dare to let God stretch your faith 
and be used by him to do the impossible. That's the first key. If you want to live a life of miracles, dare to let God stretch your faith and be used by him to do the impossible. This is a story of the most amazing miracle. It's told in all four of the Gospels. Five loaves and the two fish. You can remember like five, two, 52. Five loaves, two fish. These weren't big loaves of bread. These were like little loaves. These were little salty fish, how they have in the Middle East and all around the world, how they preserve fish. And, you know, you just pick the meat right off the bone. It's awesome. Mark chapter 6, verse 30 through 37. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and, landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like, Sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, You give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. We can stop it there. you give them something to eat. So when Jesus told them he wants them to do the miracle, what do you think their response was? Their response was probably, no way, right? This is going to take more than a year and a half's wages to be able to spend that much on bread and fish. We can't do that. We, we, there's no store in the vicinity. We're miles and miles away from anything where we could go and buy something. We're here with 5,000 plus people. You know, are you kidding me? What are we going to do? How are we going to feed these people? That was the impossible. That was the mountain that they were facing. You know, question for us is, what has God asked you to do that's impossible? Maybe God's calling you to do the impossible in your life right now. What is that? God loves to call us to the impossible. Why? Because he likes to stretch us. God likes to stretch our faith. He wants us to grow. We get to one level. He says, now that's awesome. Just like our kids, right? Got to a certain capacity okay we want you to move up we want you to learn something else he's always teaching us and training us and stretching us and it's uncomfortable and it's hard and we face the impossible and god moves through that you know we ask we say to ourselves you know what god's called me to this but i'm not smart enough i'm not good enough i don't have the qualifications to do it i don't have the money to do it I don't have the health to do it. All of these things that we can't do, we say. Lord, you've called the wrong person. Or maybe that really wasn't God. Maybe that was me. We start to doubt ourselves. God wants us to do the impossible because he wants to stretch our faith. That's the first principle of a miracle. Number two, the second step 
Dare to give God what you already have. Number two, dare to give God what you already have in your hands as an act of obedience. So whatever you have in your hands, you give to God as an act of obedience. That's daring faith. Continue on. Mark 6, verse 38 through 42. How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, five and two fish. Five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the grass. Picture the scene. Hey, everyone, sit down, sit down, sit down. Verse 40, so they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, big groups, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, picture it now, he gave thanks, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. They all ate and were satisfied. 5,000 plus people sit down in the grass, take five loaves of bread, two fish. He gave thanks, broke the loaves, pass it out. They all ate and were satisfied. You know that feeling of being satisfied after you eat? Yeah, that knack attack feeling that's what they're feeling okay it wasn't just like just give me a little crumb little fish oh yes i touched it and i just put it to my tongue no they all ate and they were satisfied that's all they had five loaves two fish give god what you already have in your hands you know jesus he said okay guys we're gonna find out you know who has any food? Who has a sack lunch? Who has any lunch? It was one little boy, right? His mama packed him a lunch. There you go. Go ahead. You can go out and see Jesus. And he's out there and he's got his lunch. And he becomes the hero of the story. Why? What was so special about him? He was willing to give what he had. He's willing to give up everything he had. Did he have a lot? No. Do we have a lot? Sometimes, no, we don't have it. And God says, just give what you already have and watch me do the impossible. This little kid, I'm so struck by his obedience. Just willing to do it right there on the spot. You know, sometimes we think we got to have it all figured out. Sometimes we think we got to have the plan A to Z figured out. Okay, God is saying, just start with the first step by giving me the little that you have. What little do you already have? What little resources do you already have? Start there. What little talent do you already have in this area? Start there. Give it to God. What vision do you already have? Start there. What word has God spoken to you? What do you know about the Bible? Maybe you don't know everything. Nobody does. But whatever you do know, use it. Put it into practice. Start there. And watch where God is going to take you. I've never been to a small group before. I don't even know what it is. These life groups, I never stepped into one. Check it out. Start there. 
just, just sign up. God will use whatever you give him. Whatever time, energy, whatever effort, whatever you have, give it to God. God's going to use it. Question for you. What little do you have in your hands? Think about that. That God has asked you to do the impossible. What mountain is he calling you to move? And where has he planted you the first step? What do you already know that he said to do? If you don't take that first step out of obedience and offer yourself, here's my little five loaves and two fish, you won't see the impossible happen. You won't see that miracle happen. If I step back and I said, oh, this is going to look so stupid, I'm not going to do it. But I just said, I know God can do a miracle. I don't know if he is going to do one right now, but I know he can. And I just step back and I put my hands up. <laughs> and God answered, why did he do that? I believe he wanted to use it maybe for these for the sermon, to encourage us to believe he can do it. Maybe it was somebody there in the crowd thinking, that guy's an idiot, but look, look what happened. Man, is God real? Maybe I should go back to church. That leads us to number three. And right in your bulletin, how do you see a life of miracles? Dare to believe God will miraculously multiply what you give him so that what? You can bless others. God will multiply what you give him so that you can be a blessing to others. We're blessed to be a blessing. God's going to multiply it. Mark 6, 42 and 43. They all ate and were satisfied, remember? They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. There were leftovers, guys. Leftovers. Tons of them. Twelve baskets. People were so full. They're like, no, no, I can't eat anymore. I can't. No, no more. No more. I'd love to. You know, like dessert. No, I, I can't. I want to, but I can't. It's in the baskets. Twelve basketfuls. The disciples are like, wow, this is amazing, you know. Picking up leftovers. We get to take like doggy bags home for all of us. Yes, this is going to be awesome. We're going to have food for a long time. It was a true miracle. God was multiplying the five loaves and two fish so that there was leftovers, so that people could be blessed. That's what God does. He uses us to be a blessing. You know, we went to the um, Holy Spirit Conference Last couple of days, a few of us here, Pastor Mark, Pastor Sonny and I, and a few other people, we just hearing from our Transformation Hawaii and Transform Our World Network here in Hawaii with our other churches that are a part of that, and some speakers from the mainland, Pastor Ed Sovoso, it was awesome. And you know, uh, we were really struck by prayer evangelism. You guys have heard that term before in Luke 10, where God calls you to pray for people. Pray peace and blessings on people. And when we go to our Super Bowl parties, we can. And before you go, you can pray for them. And you just pray, Lord, help Robert know, know you. Help him just to be blessed. Help him to experience your peace because he needs peace in his life. He's going through a lot. Lord, he needs your supernatural peace. You know, and as we pray for people, we fellowship with them, we hang out with them, we get to know them, and we're 
just being friends and being there for them. And as we do that, spend life with them, then we get to know their needs, hear what problems they have in life, and we can be there for them. Hey, you know what? As you share with this, do you, do you mind if I pray for you right now? And we can pray for them. And they were concentrating on not just praying or doing random act, or acts of kindness for them, but actually praying miraculous prayers of healing. And a lot of times people will share, that's the, you know, I got, I got something in my back. You, you mind if I pray for you right now? Or I'll be praying for you. And follow up, hey, how are you doing? How's that? How's your back doing? You wouldn't believe it. I went home and I didn't feel the pain anymore. You know, that's one of the best ways people can know that God is real and will be more open. And then finally, like the fourth step of prayer evangelism, we can say, would you like, you know, to come to church? Would you like to know Jesus personally? Yeah, I would. You want to know the God who healed you? Yes. This is what he's done in my life. Would, do you mind if I share with you and I pray for you to... You don't give your life to Christ? Whew, man, I want to be a part of that God like who healed me. That was a miracle. So God is calling us to you know, ask, step out in faith, a daring faith, that we would believe that he can multiply what we give him. Our little faith, and we say, God, this is it. This is what I have. I'm willing to pray for my friend. Boom, a miracle can happen. He's going to multiply that. He's going to share with his friend, who's going to share with their friend, who's going to share with their family member. How many people can come to know the Lord if we're willing to have a daring faith and believe? How many people will be blessed? You're, you're so blessed right now. Don't keep the blessings to yourselves. Watch God multiply what you have in the lives of others. Pray for healing. Today at our Super Bowl parties, like I said, that's an awesome opportunity Go for it today. So in this six-week campaign, we're in week two here in Daring Faith. God wants to do something in your life. What does he want to do? He wants to make you into a miracle machine. A miracle machine. Somebody who is walking around supernaturally. You can't do the miracle yourself, right? You can't do it, but God can. And he wants to use you. He'd be connected to the vine and then there's going to be fruit that pops off of you. You're the branch. just going to be popping off fruit. Watching God do a miracle. He can do it in your life. You have to have a daring faith to believe. You know, it's so cool. Sometimes, a lot of times, we, we're waiting for God to do something for us. But God is waiting to do something through us. You know, we're just waiting. Okay, God, do... Do something for me. God's saying, I want to use you. Remember what Jesus told his disciples? He's like, we got a problem here. These people are hungry. They're starving. There's no food. They're about to turn. What are we going to do? And Jesus said, you feed them. Jesus could have done anything. Boom! A whole buffet for everyone. You know? But he said, you know what? I want you guys to feed them. Where's the food? This is all we got. This is all we found. Five loaves, two fish. God did something in that through them and they passed it out and they're watching them multiply it and be a blessing to others. Watch what God can do in your life 
as you say, Lord, I'm going to step up. I'm going to have a daring faith and I'm going to believe you can do the impossible. Closing up, Mark 10, 27. All things are possible with God. Let's go ahead and repeat that together. Ready? All things are possible with God. One more time. Say it with conviction. All things are possible with God. A daring faith is a faith that believes that. All things means all things. Every single thing in your life. Whatever you're going through. Mark 11, 22 to 24 again. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. We have tons of mountains in our lives that need to be moved. Are you ready to tell that mountain to go? Let's go ahead and stand up as we pray. I want you to do something a little bit, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Put your hands up. You know, when I was at that DMV, you know, it looked ridiculous. It looked foolish. God moved. God answered. Sometimes we have to be a little bit foolish. We have to be fools for Christ. We're all fools for something. Why not be a fool for Jesus? Amen? Yeah? We're going to, be foolish telling the mountain to go telling the impossible that all things are possible with God what is impossible in your life let's pray right now that he would do that in and through you heavenly father I thank you so much for Jesus I thank you that he is the miracle worker we thank you that the greatest miracle of all is that Jesus raised from the dead Jesus overcame sin he overcame death he overcame the evil one in our lives so that he, we can get to know you again, Father. And right now, I ask the same power that raised Jesus from the grave, that dunamis, that dynamite power, that resurrection power would be embedded into each one of us right now, Lord. Not because how good we are or what we've done for you, Lord. Because you love us, Father. Because you want to use us to reach you. You want us to be a blessing to others. So Holy Spirit, come. Do the impossible. Welcome. Tell God in your own way, come. I want you to come with all your power, with your dynamite power, that I would be able to tell that mountain to go, throw yourself into the sea. Whatever the impossible odds are against you, you would tell it to go. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we welcome your power. And God, we ask, God, that there are certain things that work, certain things in our families, certain things, God, with our friends. Lord, we want to see people get to know you. We want to see them see a life of miracles through us, not just so we can do miracles, Lord, but so that people would be saved from their sin and have an eternal relationship with you. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us. We raise our hands. We look foolish for you, Lord. And God, I ask right now that you would honor that and you would bless each one of us, Lord, as we say, God, come in your power. Come, Lord Jesus. We love you so much, Jesus, and we thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. You were triumphant over the grave, God, and you're going to be 
triumphant in our lives. And we just say, thank you, Lord. We are fools for you. We choose to believe. We choose to have a daring faith, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.